Um, okay, yeah, and here we go. Uh, welcome back to Wish You All the Best, a personal podcast about modern dating. Um, I'm Scott, your host, and I am I am super, super thrilled to have a return guest, uh, Charlotte from Welcome to the Peasant Party. Is it still Welcome to the Peasant Party on TikTok? It is, yeah. I think it's it'd be hard to change the name at this point, despite the fact that it is not relevant to dating, um, but it's memorable. I will say that. But it's welcome. Totally, to I, I remembered it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you are listening and you are a person who's on TikTok, uh, go check out Welcome to the Peasant Party. Um, how it's been a minute. How have you been? Not bad. Um, yeah, I'll have continued making TikToks. I think we last spoke in, in October. So have continued on with that. I think I've kind of grown as a both a speaker and a presenter there. Um, I've heard a lot of like new perspectives since. So trying to think of some of the new topics we've covered, but a lot about, um, you know, just things like, like saying no, find way, finding ways to meet new people, get out in the world, um, have kind of taken what I think is a good stance on, um, you know, finding, you know, not just, not necessarily self-improving, but putting yourself in situations to meet the right people. So, um, you know, finding ways like, you know, that we talked last about like the third spaces, but how are we, what are ways you can meet new people, um, yeah. you know, what are you getting out in the world, getting past the dating apps that have kind of burned people out? I think just, you know, I think people are really burnt out by dating apps and whatnot. Um, so that's kind of been a focus lately, I would say. Yeah. And for anybody listening who hasn't heard the term before, third space, meaning not home, not work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm a big, big fan of that approach. Like I, um, I don't know. I, I, for a long time, I was like, never, never approach anybody at the gym. Like the gym was like my sacred space. And I was like, I was not going to, I don't want to do anything there. That's going to, you know, make it weird or anything. But like, I think more and more what I realized is that like, I love going to the gym and I meet people there and like, they kind of become my community. And it's not like I'm like walking up to somebody out of nowhere and saying like, Hey, do you want to go out? Like making it immediately romantic. But I realized that like, meeting people there is one of the ways that I build community and in building community, I, you know, I start to find opportunities to meet somebody who might be that special someone. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I will say, so I'm off of TikTok. I got off of TikTok a little while ago. It was, I kind of started this podcast instead. I kind of, I think for the kind of stuff that I am usually interested in digging in on TikTok is maybe not the best space for me or maybe also, I think TikTok was just kind of bad for my head. Like I, I, when I'm on TikTok too much, it just sort of like wears me down. But I think your stuff is so great for like the short format. Um, I want to say like, I, so I did a little bit of like Googling and searching to prepare for this. And I saw one from a while back where I, I think it was like a funny one and it wasn't like a chart one. It was just really short. And you were just like saying like, if you see somebody that you like, go and talk to him. But like you like, you zoomed way back and had like a microphone and you were like, Go the megaphone made some appearances and um yeah i think that's a those are fun ones because yeah they approaching somebody in person everyone thinks when they think of cold approaching someone they think it means you walk up to someone and declare your attraction or interest in exactly what you want and so much of it is less of like a you know a you know hi like i'm attracted to you and it's so much more of like a you know what are you drinking and if they say vodka soda period turn to their friends that's a no if they say vodka soda what about you or something like that like it's people are, I think, afraid of that, like cold, cold approaching people. Um, but I think if you do it in a, in the right way, in a casual way, in the right place, like I think it's a, um, you know, I think it's awesome. I think there's also just a lot of people have fallen back on dating apps and stuff where it's, you don't have to face the rejection head on. Um, 
where people don't see that a lot. And I think people get really excited about it. Like everyone wants that, you know, the R story page and on those um, like wedding websites where it was a meet cute. So people really, I think are attracted to that. Um, and I think it's a way to just do something different. And also like people say, Oh, what if you get rejected? So it's more like, you know, if they say vodka soda, period, turn back to their friends or whatever it is they're drinking. Maybe you're at a coffee place or something. Um, you can still kind of live in that illusion like yourself. You don't have to go, you don't have to go and say, Oh, I, I think you're the most beautiful person in the world. Like let's go on a date, like make it easy on yourself. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Okay. And we're already off track. Awesome. I, I, I think cold approach is a really interesting topic. Um, I, 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 I had a great talk on here actually with a friend of mine, Chris, who lives in New York and he, um, he and I, he's, he's a lovely guy. He's one of the people that I was really first able to like talk to about this kind of stuff. And it was a long time ago, but like, so he's a guy friend who, you know, I think I'm happy. I'm proud that I have the kind of relationship with him and a lot of my guy friends where we can like talk about this kind of, you know, like vulnerable stuff about dating. You know, I think, I think women are maybe better at that than guys, guys. We have some, we have some work to do, but anyway, cold approach is something that we have, uh, often seen very differently, but I think I'm like coming around and like, for, for me, I think part of what really turned me off about cold approach in general, um, uh, and I guess for anybody listening who's like, what's cold approach? Cold approach is just like when you see someone in the real world and you walk up to them and start a conversation, right? No prior connections to them. It's not yeah. a it's not a party with friends. It's not, you're not getting set up with someone. It's you're out at a coffee shop and you see someone you think is really cute. Yeah. Saying hi to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... And, and even in like, and I remember when I was on TikTok or even on sometimes uh, Instagram will show me these kinds of things. But I think anywhere online where you're having this kind of discourse, there are like, well, so there's like pickup artists and there are also like cold approach coaches, like people who you, you like, th- that's their business. You pay them and they will help you get better at like talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the the discourse around cold approach and correct me if I'm wrong, because you might know better than I would, but but I think a lot of the discourse around cold approach really assumes that you are going to, like, in the first 10 seconds, declare to someone that you are romantically interested in them and that you're going to, you're going to, you want to take them out to dinner or a drink. And I think that's just wrong. Yeah. And it's not like that. And I think what's, it's annoying about some of those buzzwords is they're tied so much to those pickup artisty type people. That's why I'm kind of like, Oh, what's another term for this? That doesn't, you're not Googling it and you get some Andrew Tate article or something like yeah. just that like cold approach is just, they it first off, it'll bring you to a bunch of pickup artist people. And then also it yeah, implies that you have to declare exactly what you want. I think there's soft ways to do it. The goal should be a conversation, like a flirty, yeah. fun conversation. Um, and you know, maybe like exchanging numbers. Like, I think it's almost more like a, a dating app match where, um, I can take her downstairs. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. yeah, Dolly like, agrees. Dolly has opinions about cold approach. I'm going to, I'm going to just take her downstairs. So she's not buggy. Um, yeah. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. No problem. <clears throat> um, Dolly is super cute. Oh, um, um, yeah. Cold so approaches. Yeah. I, I um, so. Oh, sorry, go. go. No, go ahead. I, I forgot. What, um, yeah, remind me my train of thought with that. No, no. Uh, but yeah, like like I think you, I mean, you were saying the goal is to have a flirty conversation. It's to have like a, an, an interaction and yeah, not like, like an open declaration of like, I want to, I'm, I'm interested in you romantically, reject me or don't reject me right now. Yeah. If you in think some about, way. 
dating app match though when you match with someone on a dating app what happens after that you don't you don't declare that you want to go out for drinks with them you kind of feel if there's a vibe or not like you have no idea if this person that you've seen in the grocery store you know like you have no idea what they're what they're like outside that grocery store like maybe exchange instagram handles or get their number like it's more around like kind of figure out if there's a vibe here first like i think look at it more as like a dating app match where you don't go you don't you don't set something up right away you kind of get a feel for it first yeah i mean to 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 any guy friends who i might have or to anyone any guy who might who might ask my advice haha um like i i even for like dating app matches like the guidance i would give is like just talk to the person like try to get a feel for them because you don't know and when you first approach someone on the street or when you first match with someone on a dating app you know next to nothing about that person you know that like you physically find them visually attractive um and like on a dating app you know some stuff that they put in their bio if they did and like in public you know i would say maybe a little more just because i think when you just see someone move through the world you kind of learn a lot about them um but not that much like you don't know um if they're really cruel you don't know if there's someone who's going to be mean to the waiter you don't know if there's somebody who's going to like really have different values than you on important things um yeah so i i think it's not like an interview but like when you're just like saying hello to someone um you know you just want to kind of get a feel from them a little bit and sometimes i think oftentimes you really have to talk to somebody for at least a little while before you get a feel for kind of who they are and whether or not you're interested in getting to know them more does that make sense yeah oh totally um yeah, you have no idea who they're going to be. Protect your time too. I I would say that to both either you know men, women, whatever you know side of the equation you're on. Um, yeah, protect your time. Um, protect who you go out, kind of yourself as far as like who you go on dates with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you shouldn't just ask someone on a date cold right then and there too. Like it should be exchanged numbers, like you know social media or something where you can get kind of like a a the picture you would get from a dating app maybe, which is kind of the nice part of it. You can kind of get like a almost like baseball card of somebody um, yeah hmm. see this this is me showing my age my instagram is like woefully like i update it very very infrequently so i i, I often don't do like instagram handle exchange or whatever i'll just be like talking to someone for a while and if we get a conversation going at the end it's just like phone numbers and then like maybe a maybe i text later for asking for a phone call or i might just like text and be like hey you want to get dinner sometime mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah. but definitely that 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 first conversation is I think really important. Anyway, mm-hmm. awesome cold approach. Something we didn't plan on talking about. Okay, um, so okay, so you TikTok is going great for you. I'm you're still doing awesome stuff um, on that platform. Um, I so I recently got sent an article by some very lovely friends because the New York Times uh, had an article about. Uh, bros with podcasts mm-hmm. and it's all about i mean mostly it's aimed at like the sort of like um yeah that kind of podcast yeah guys being i don't want to say alt right i want to say kind of pickup artists i guess right yeah. what's the word for that is it manosphere whatever manosphere. Red Pill? yeah so it's it's those guys so apparently there's a lot of men out there that have those kinds of podcasts and i'm I, i'm not totally sure how to like tell someone that i have a podcast about this stuff with because I, I really don't want them to think that I'm one of those kinds of guys. I really hope that I, well, I don't know. You never know. Right. So I, I, you know, this is something that I like talking about. I think it's a cool thing. I think it's worth talking about. I think it's important for a better 
conversation for men to be out there. Um, but like, if somebody, well, I think if somebody Googles me, they might not, they might not find it. But like, anyway, point is, I have a podcast about this stuff, obviously. Um, and so what I wanted to ask you about is like, what is it like dating? I guess, first of all, are you dating? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I got into a relationship probably like a few months ago. Um, okay. So it was, it, but definitely like I I had some kind of like off and on things as I was making content um, about dating. Um, and it definitely like affected things as far as like, you know, I th- and I think it probably comes from if you go on TikTok and, you know, you're swiping through, you'll find, a, you know, women telling some bad date stories and stuff. And, you know, sometimes she's I, I, I go, like just just goes kind of to the toes a fine line between, you know, describing just a story and identifying the guy. I think there's a uh. fear amongst guys, you know, less of a population on TikTok, especially late 20s, early 30s, where it's just like, oh, my gosh, girl on TikTok who talks about dating oh my gosh, I'm going to be the next, you know, whoever the character they had, I think they had the couch guy for a while where they thought he was you know, cheating on his girlfriend, that viral video, or it was the West Elm Caleb kind of debacle. Um, so that was like a fear in the back of my mind for sure at some points. Um, yeah. Like I, I think that digital like footprint aspect of, you know, becoming a creator, um, whatever forum you use, even whatever topic you talk about, because I'll talk to other creators kind of behind closed doors. Like I've met people where the subject of their videos is their dog and they play a, a supporting character to their dog. And, you know, the guy that does that has a hard time dating because it's just oh, that like, I don't want to date an influencer type person, like just people having certain perceptions, like people who you know, have things like totally outside the realm of dating where, you know, hey, I'm dealing with a private person or like, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, that's something that counts. Like if you kind of bring it back to like just digital footprint as a whole, everyone Googles people before they go on dates and whatnot. Um, I think it kind of like falls back into that big bucket of, you know, a dating issue. So that's wild. I mean, so I guess I would ask like, have you, if you're comfortable talking about it, like have you ever had it come up in dating when you were dating where someone would like tell you that they found you on TikTok or like, Yes, I guess that's the first question. Okay. Yeah. So I think when I first started, so I, I think it was June of last year and um, I was kind of like wrapping up something with someone and, you know, found myself pretty single, like single. I, I got off the dating apps at that point just because I think I was hearing a lot of noise about behaviors on dating apps, people, um, you know, not responding to people. And I just, I felt like I wasn't using it the right way. I didn't like any of the people I was meeting from it. So I, I didn't use dating apps probably, you know, for a year of like, you know, six months or so of being, being yeah. single and whatnot. I um, so when I would meet people, it would be like friends, friends of friends. Like sometimes it would be like almost like a misconnection at a party and someone would find me on Instagram and be like, Hey, it was great to meet you. Like, would you like to go out for drinks? So it was a lot more of that. Like, I, I don't want to say like it was Instagram. It was more of like in-person connection slash mis like cra- almost like Craigslist misconnection style in the form of like friends, groups, gatherings, partings, like parties and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that. Um, and I thought that was good just because I, I like to be able to like lead with personality and whatnot. And it would come up kind of early on or it would come up before it even like got to that point. Like if there was like a conversation in a group, a lot of times too, like my friends would just be like, you know, what's going on on that clock app today? Like, who are you, who are you beefing with? Like, what theory are you trying to disprove or prove or what point are you trying to make? And they would always want to know like what mean comments are people writing at me? Like, you know, people always write like, oh, just because you're loud, it doesn't mean you're right. And 
my friends always think that's funny. Just people, <laughs> they always want to know what mean comments like Gen Z is writing to me. Um, uh-huh. So it would come up, like it felt good to know like people knew what they were getting themselves into. Um, if they were you know reaching out to me, like I always like to make that known early, just because I would rather have it come up early on. Like a, one first date that goes nowhere, no big deal. I my biggest fear, um, I didn't want to be in like another one of those like one to three monthers where I get excited about someone. Then I finally break out of my shell. Like, you know, maybe you'll get to a point where I'm having a few, a few drinks or something when we're out and about. And then they're like, Oh, what I get myself into? Like, that was something I wanted to avoid that. I feel like that was always my sticking point with dating was just like one to three monthers that never launched. Um, and part of that was on me too. It was like, you know, why didn't I let this go earlier? Like I could have known this a while ago. Um, but um, yeah, got into it was someone I met through TikTok actually, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. Just kind of being able to lead with personality, and I would say you know it's it's a place if you are creating something on there, whether it's dating related or not. Like there's it's a great way to find like minded people, lead with personality. Um, yeah, like I I'm really happy with how things have gone, and I think kind of a challenge that comes with that is just like how do you make that feel as much like traditional dating as possible like how do you make when you meet this person for the first time you have to go to maybe a different city like how do you make a first date feel like a first date versus like something where all the stakes are on it kind of thing like and i've seen too like i've followed tiktokers over the years where they date other tiktokers and sometimes i'm kind of like oh my god this is so cringy like is this really like a thing or are they just you know trying to get more followers or um you know stories where people have successfully been able to hide a a past or like a whole family because they're just using TikTok. So like that was a fear on my mind too. Um, I did all the legwork I, I needed to do and this person's totally normal. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did Googling. Um, yeah, like it was, yeah, I, I'm not concerned about that, but that was like something that was in the back of my mind for sure. But it was a good way to like, like cool that he knows what he's getting himself into versus like I have to like, you know, maybe find out down the line that he's not into it kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations. That makes me so happy. He's a very lucky man. Um, I love that. So, okay. I, I mean, I was in here all thinking that like, you know, somebody would find out about um, your, your online presence and have it be like an issue. And, but, but really he met you through TikTok. Yeah. So it's a blessing and a curse. Cause I think it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword. I would say like, if you're a creative person who likes to date other creatives, like I think it's a it's a good way to have you know your talents out there because I I think like some one of the best things you can do in dating is be the best version of yourself and put that out in the world like whatever your talent yeah. is like you know people on TikTok like if they're you know your talent is cooking like if you have those videos of you cooking out there like and someone can you know flip through TikTok and see it or you you know pull those videos and put it in your dating profile like it shows you like as a well-rounded person and I think that's like really really cool. Um, you know, the, um, you know, my boy, he likes that there's kind of like a sense of humor, like, you know, doesn't take self too seriously. So he like more of like the humor part of it. Um, but, um, I think there's a way to like use that to like, you know, win a certain type of person over, like someone who likes to have, you know, if you look at your podcast, like a good discussion, like, you know, like have real deep conversations. Like I think someone would be really attracted to that. I think how you maybe pitch it to people. Like if you walk into a, you shake someone's hand and say, Oh, I have a dating podcast. Yeah. People's, you know, <laughs> raise their eyebrows a little bit and make some assumptions. Like, just like, I don't know. Like I think of one analogy, like I think like OnlyFans is trying to become another Patreon, for example, like, or like, you know, do more with non-adult content. Um, but a challenge that comes with that is if you say, Oh yeah, I have an OnlyFans. Like 
an image pops into people's head regardless of what's behind that paywall kind of thing. So I think it's how you position it. Like if you framed it as like a, you know, like men's mental health or like, you know, making connections with people and dating is kind of either an adjacent topic or you, you frame it like that. I think people would think that's really cool. I think if you said, yeah, if you said dating podcast or like masculinity podcast, I think people might get a certain impression based on buzzwords. Right. It's how you position it for sure. Yeah. I definitely had my link tree on one of my dating apps for a while. And then I took it off. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Like, that's not my best foot forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've definitely had people like find me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've gone, I went on a couple dates with someone who actually I met through a matchmaker, the matchmaker reached out to me. Um, super awesome lady. Um, you know, uh, um, uh, and she, I think we were talking about just stuff and we got around to the podcast and she like went and listened to a couple episodes and she, she's very sweet. She was like, oh, I, th- I feel like I, I know you better now. I feel like I've like listened to you have these conversations and I've gotten like a, a feel for, uh, for who you are. So yeah, I, I guess that was kind of sweet actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also the reverse side of things. Cause I've, um, you know, I've known guys who, um, you know, one creator who does dating, con- like very like. Uh, I would say like wholesome, gender neutral, like talks a lot about like situationships and whatnot. He's gotten both sides of things. Like he's gotten, you know, had a date plan for the next day and was really excited and just got the text saying, hey, I'm not comfortable dating someone who's just, she called him like an influencer, I think was the term she used. Like I'm not comfortable with someone who's an influencer. Didn't, you know, he was, and he was just kind of like, my answer was to just say, you know, totally respect that. Um, You know, she didn't ask any questions like, you know, how much of your life does this take up? Are you, what are you trying to do with this? But he's kind of like, oh, cool. Like, you know, someone made an assumption, but I guess that's kind of part of it, like part of the deal. Um, but he's also had people on the other side of things where it's like almost, I don't want to say parasocial relationship-ish, but there's sort of this one-sided thing where they've got hours of recorded content of you talking, you know, video and whatnot, and you don't know as much about them. So there's like kind of uh, a double-edged sword there. Yeah, that's interesting. I- I've definitely had in other situations where I've been talking about it, I've had women say like, Oh, is, are you just dating to get content for your, for your social media? And like, I don't know, for, for me, the answer is just no, because I'm not like, I'm never, uh, I'm never, unless somebody's a guest on the pod, I'm never like talking about anybody else by name or identifying them in any way that, that I think would feel inappropriate or intrusive. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I get that. I do hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely, as I was kind of, it wasn't so much like as I was dating, but I would, I would get some like kind of obscure texts from exes or I wouldn't even say exes. It was more of like the handful of dates, like maybe a year back, like the ex, the exes are, are out of the picture, but it would be kind of like, why is this person texting me? Like, and it would be a text being like, Hey, you don't, you don't do this by the way. Right. Like you're not talking about this on the Tic Tac. And it was like, no, like, sorry to, I, I don't know if that is a good thing or bad thing to you, but I haven't thought about you in like two years. So I, I've, I've gotten things like that for sure. Right. 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 Um, well, awesome. I'm super happy that TikTok is still going awesome for you. You are like, um, you were one of my favorite things on TikTok for sure. Thank you. Um, you and the, and the sad beige clothes for sad oh beige gosh, children. I was account. talking to my sister about that the other day, just like the, mo- oh, ugh, the freaking Montessori programs where it's just, there was something where it was like a, it was, they deleted the comments where it was like the mom threw all the kids toys away. It was like, we just think they're overstimulating for kids. It's like, no, you just don't like the aesthetic in your house. Like have, have an old McDonald barn, please. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, fun stuff. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about being a being a, a minor TikTok celebrity and dating, or having an online digital footprint and dating? Um, I mean, I would just say to anybody that if you have a talent, show it off to the world. I think it's a, a great tool to use, um, even just like in your back pocket. Like if it's it doesn't have to be dating centric. If you're good at guitar and you want to put video of yourself, like on TikTok, whatever other platforms, I think it's a great way to find like-minded people in a way that's not just like a dating app full of swiping. Um, mm. And you know, use that to, if you have some sort of a special interest. Like I think if someone has like a niche interest or hobby, like it's a great tool to connect with other people. Um, yeah, it, it worked for someone like me. It could, it could work for anybody else. And I think, um, yeah, it's a cool app if you use it in the right ways. Um, and I think that kind of pivots over to in the, you know, we Google our dates before we go on them and we want to make sure that we're not going on a date with a serial killer or something like that. So I think it like kind of goes into that pretty well. You know, am I weird? I don't ever Google my dates. I don't ever like, I just talk to them on the phone once before the first date, figure out if it, if dinner sounds good, then go. And I just, I just go in blind. I want to like, am I weird? Does everybody, does, is everyone else Googling their dates? I think it's, it's very much like a, like, I think at the end of the day, like when a man goes on a date with a woman, there's not really the fear that the woman sitting across from him could murder him. Um, so I think at the end of the day, like you think of how much women love true crime and whatnot. Like, even if like, you know, a woman has a good gut feeling, like, there is that fear in the back of your mind. Like, you know, I'm five, two, he's six feet tall. If he wanted to just, you know, fire, fireman, carry me and throw me in the trunk of his car, he could. Um, right, I don't think right, guys right. have that fear. Um, so I, I think guys see it less, but I think guys still do it because the tools are available to do so. Like, you know, just you put the first name, whatever the company they work for, look for a LinkedIn and a last name and just, you want to know what you're getting yourself into. Um, but I think there's a certain point where it's too much. Like if you're on some, if you've found someone's Facebook and you're looking back at their high school prom photos, you're going back too far. Page <laughs> of Google and making sure that they, you know, don't have a a whole other family or, um, yeah. you know, a criminal record. I think that's normal. Um, and I've I've done that. I found I found some sketchy stories. Um, and it was, they were on the front page of Google. So, I think yeah, digital footprint like matters in in that way. And no one should want to date someone that has you know a history of being a, a scary or violent person regardless of their gender. So sure um, to, to do it, don't go overboard. Like don't, you know, emotionally manifest this person into being your Prince charming or your, you know, sleeping beauty, but also don't like talk yourself out of things. Like I think the fir the first page of Google should show you, you know, if there's any red flags, it should be on the first page of Google. Don't go past that. So I have a super generic name. My name is Scott Simmons. And if you Google me, you just get a whole bunch of, like people named Scott Simmons. There's a lot of us out there. Is that, I wonder if that's hurting me. I wonder if there's like other Scott Simmons is out there whose like reputation is hurting me on, on first dates. I don't know. You can, you can edit your Google search to do Scott Simmons in quotes, and then you can do San Francisco or whatever city, you know, they're in. If you see the name Narrow of their, it down. Or their job title on their dating app profile, you put that in. And then you can also reverse image. Like a lot of times people will use their dating app photos is either like a profile picture somewhere else. Women, women kind of know what to do. Um, and yeah, like, I yeah, like I, I have, um, my dad has a pretty like common name and stuff. And I, I've told myself to him, like when I have children, they're getting a very common name to help them. You know, if they ever mess anything up, they will, you know, they have to compete with other people in the Google search results kind of thing. 
So, okay, can I ask one more thing about that? So if you, if you, if you do a little bit of research on somebody and you want to know something about them and you find something on their LinkedIn or you find like a hobby they're into or something, something that you, that you didn't learn about them from your chat or from however you met them or whatever, and then you go on a date with them and they start talking about something and you think, and then you realize, oh, I know what they're talking about because I found this on Google. Do you, do you tell them? That well, that's why you don't. That's why you shouldn't go too deep into it. That's why you shouldn't figure out like who they went, what they wore to prom, or what their mom's name is, or go find out their cousin because that's just too far. Okay. I think, and that kind of thing has come up where it's like if you find if you because this kind of thing happens a lot. I also googled Scott Simmons San Francisco, and your LinkedIn profile was the first thing that pop up. <laughs> like, How do I look? Not, am I am I good for a first date? Yeah, it's you, and then I would yeah, like it's it's yeah, like it, you're. The heart, yeah. Um, look, yeah, it all looks good. And um, yeah, Scott Simmons, San Francisco will f- pull up you first. Okay. Um, Great. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's like that's because that's a, that's a, a relatable. I'll, I guess I'll tell a personal story. I don't know if I told this on the last podcast. Um, so this must have been 2021, I would say. Um, and I was you know, single dating using dating apps. Um, and you know, match with it, match with this guy who was, who was cute and, and whatnot. Um, and I, I forget where I was with friends, but it was, we were out and about and it, I usually would do like the, you know, dating app date would be a, fir- a first date, but everyone was out like, Oh, you're in the bar next door. Come on over. And thought he was cute in person. Um, and remember was heading home for the night and we split an Uber. Like he took it a separate way, but he saw where I lived and, and whatnot. And like, you know, thought he thought he was cute, got his number, we planned a, a date for, I think it was that Tuesday. And we saw the like top, it was like a you know, throwback night at the movie theater. We saw Top Gun. Um, you thought it, everything was going fine. Great. Um, and noticed that, you know, the name that he would go by, well, yeah, we went to grab a drink first. And the name that he went by when he showed his idea, it was like, oh, you go by your middle name. Um, and the name that he went by, it was like, oh, because I, I Googled it. I think it, like some turkey trot times showed up when I Googled the name that I knew him by. Um, and I, I do think he just, you know, went by his middle name. He was like from the South, um, and had a good date. And then we planned another one for like that coming Thursday. Um, and I think I was just trying to kill time. Like he was like watching a, a hockey game or something somewhere. And he was like, I'll let you know when I'm done. And I was, I just got back from a work happy hour, maybe had like a, a drink or two and was like, oh, I got to kill time. I was like, what was that name that was on his ID? I should, I should Google that. Just make sure that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Google his full name, um, and he had been on trial for rape. Um, went to school, yeah. So it was interesting because, like, some of the stories he told me as we were, you know, in the in the car and whatnot, like Uber. Um, he had played football at a school. Like, he was kind of evasive of where he actually went to school and graduated from, um, which is kind of I, I've dated like you know football guys in the past where you know they they transfer schools a lot. They take like six years to finish. Um, but he'd like been from Virginia. Like I, my grandfather taught at like William and Mary and I was like, Oh yeah, my grandfather taught at oh, William cool. and Mary. He's like, I fucking hate that place. And I just thought it was a football thing. Um, so I was just, you know, okay, whatever. Um, and it was like, I was kind of like, Oh, what's your story? Kind of dodgy about certain questions. Um, and yes, yeah, so when I did the Google search, I'm literally like, I, I call it my best friend. I'm like chuckling laughing. Cause I'm like, this is insane. So he had, when his, I think it was 2012 senior year of college was, it was at William and Mary. Um, Lo and behold, but he was at some party, um, was, was accused of, of rape. Um, and it like the whole story was written out. He w- was on trial for it. He was found not guilty for it. Um, 
But then I think it was 2016, four years later or something like that, he was found guilty and like went to jail for this, but taking an Uber to his ex-girlfriend's house, breaking in and beating up her and her new boyfriend. And I'm Googling this. And I had been on a date with him already. I'm seeing the mug shots. It's him. And I was just like, holy fuck. Like, I'm about to go on a date with this person. And because he, he went by his middle name, like... And I, I can I can share with you after maybe like what the what the names look like, but I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like when I googled the the name he went by, Turkey Trot Times. When you Google someone's full name, right. they're going by legally, news news articles pop up, um, and it was just like, what do I do? Um, and I think I said at the moment, I said, he's like, oh, are you ready to go? And I was like, hey, like it looks like things have gotten too late for tonight, and it kind of had. And I was just, I was almost like, what do I do? Do I buy time? Like I had one friend who was just like. You know, like you should be honest with him, but I'm also like, there's a safety issue. I was also thinking too, I'm like, when the Uber dropped me off first, he knew where my house was. Like, I don't, I'm just like, holy shit, what do I do? Um, and so it was that decision. And I was, I, I waited till the, the next day. I think I had like a text drafted up that I would send. And I was just like, this is a good time to just delete and block on everything. Cause I was just like, I had to weigh the kind of consequences there. Like, if it was something like, an embarrassing video or something that I was turned off by. Like, I think there's also, I don't think you have to say anything. I think there's also, you know, at some points, like there's a difference between like something that's a, a, a flaw and feedback and just something that turns you off. Like if I, it, it's, it's a, t it's a tough call to make. And I remember like, I remember this day very vividly because it was such a weird and difficult situation. Like it was like, is this going to come back to me in the wrong way? I was also like, I don't want to hear an explanation. Like what's going to happen if, you know, sometimes if the illusion of being rejected isn't there for a guy who's been accused of rape, like, right. you know, like what, like, is it better to have, you know, the, this ghosting give the illusion that he wasn't rejected? I don't know. It was a very weird thing, but yeah, digital footprint. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that's wild, right? I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Like so much about the internet mm -hmm. is like our past is much harder to forget, right? And so, that's that just is what it is, right? And for somebody who has done something really truly awful, and you know, I, I don't think we're judging this guy here. We're saying we're saying that, or I, what I hear you saying isn't that you like judge this guy, but like it sounds like you were just not comfortable mm -hmm. uh, going on a date with this guy, and like the line. Well, I, let me tell me what you hear. Tell me what you think about this, right? Because like. The line between, I think you're an okay person and like, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know, maybe this, he sounds like he did his time or he faced justice or whatever, but like, there's something in his past, um, that, that you discovered that made you uncomfortable, right? There's that line between, is a person okay? Or do I judge them as a person and, and line or I mean, probably not line, a broad expanse between, I think you're an okay person and. I want to get involved with you. I, I want to be vulnerable with you, potentially be romantic with you, open myself up and see what chemistry is there. Right. Does that make totally. sense? Yeah. And I mean, the bar to being, you know, the bar for being friends with someone is so different than the, the bar for being intimate with somebody. Like, you know, if it was someone in a social circle that I you know met at a party and shook hands with, and they're kind of like, Oh, you know, they've got this checkered past. Like, that's a different story than like, do I want to date them? Like, and I think people say that about a lot of different things. Like there's a lot of people you come into contact with that you think are fine and that you would never want to date. Um, and there's also just the aspect of looking out for yourself. Cause I think yeah. 
sometimes when you think of you know someone has a criminal history there's some crimes that people get arrested for because of really shitty circumstances like where they grew up like you know disadvantaged communities or something like if someone if this was a person who had been arrested at 16 for shoplifting in the inner city that would be so much different than this person who at 26 years old broke into an ex-girlfriend's house and beat up her and her new boyfriend. Right. Like there's the part of where it's like, you know, safety for me, like having to look out for myself that has to come in at some point. Yeah. And I, I don't know for, for, you know, a part of like what I try to do is like have these conversations aimed at men. Right. And, and I feel like I know, I mean, I don't want to like point fingers, but like, I feel like in my head I have, friends and acquaintances, men who might hear that story and sort of by default take his side, right? To sort of, sort of hear that and say like, well, how is he supposed to find love or what is he supposed to do or what's supposed to happen? Or, or, or like, how is that just, right? If, he, if, he, if he's like done his time and he's, he's done his penance and faced justice or that kind of thing. Um, and I think, I don't know, in dating, it's just so complicated and and i mean the thing the thing that i would kind of highlight there is just that like i think it's easy for men to forget mm-hmm. how critical it is for and again this is very heteronormative and as always i apologize for that but that's my perspective i think it's easy for for straight men to forget how critical it is for women they're trying to date to feel safe totally and i and i would say too for for um you know, at the end of the day dating comes down to like i terms like i'm not wishing that this guy can't date anybody it's just yeah. it's like i want you to eat but i don't want you eating at my table there's one yeah. you know one specific person's going to get to eat at my table and you know like maybe someone else doesn't look at things the way i do or, or something like that like i I've, I've never said i want you to, to dial it's, it, i'm just talking about me i think about me i'm not you know i'm not going to go warn the world like when I said when I you know ghosted him, I didn't go and put up signs and say nobody ever date this guy. I thought about myself and what I'm comfortable with. Um, and I would say the same thing too. I think for guys that maybe are concerned of like you know what's this guy supposed to do? If you're like I tell you guys too, it's like why not Google somebody? They say oh it's so creepy, but then it's like they complain of you know potentially getting catfished or something. It's like why not punch that name into Google and you know, make sure this person is who they say they are. Like I think guys should do it too. And if you pulled up a result because there are you know there's some some women with stories that are that are kind of crazy that would pop up on the first page of Google and I would tell any guy to do the same thing if you saw a woman with a um you know a criminal history that made you uncomfortable don't go on that date like I I think that's you know a gender neutral thing I would say if something makes you uncomfortable about this person that you know, maybe you learn about after you've accepted a date or have gotten a flirty conversation going like there is a point you can still go back from that you can still say no like look out for yourself yeah I'm thinking, and this is kind of a segue into our next topic. I, I've I've gone on a couple of dates with a very nice lady, and I don't know her last name. Like I haven't Googled her. We just like swapped numbers and went out and had a couple of really nice dates. And it seems like it's going, I don't know, well, I'm going to reach out to her again soon. Um, but yeah, I just haven't done that. Maybe I need to. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah, getting a last name is, a, it's, it's interesting because I, I'm not a fan of like double standards, but I will say there's like a double standard around things. Like, you know, if a woman says, you know, here's my number and it's a Google voice number, it's the thought is like, oh, she's keeping herself safe. If a guy does that, it's kind of like he's doing this because he's married or like guys trying to hide his last name. Oh, he's hiding something. Women, it's like, oh, she's keeping herself safe. And 
it is something you have to like take into account. I think most women will let down the walls when they find out you're a good person. Um, but that is like one of those double standards that I'm, I'm, it's hard to argue, I would say. Well, I mean, it's a double standard for a reason, right? Like exactly. society treats men and women differently. And yeah. Here's something I do. Maybe this is dumb. Oh gosh. Uh, you know how when you're on your iPhone and you like you text somebody for the first time, it says, do you want to share your contact info? Mm. If I'm chatting with somebody that I've had like rapport with and like at somebody that I think I'm not, not just like anybody, but somebody that I, I want to go on a date with, I will just send them my contact info. And it's it's got like, it's got a bunch of stuff about me in there because mm. in, in a way it's just sort of me being like, here's my info. Like here, here's who I am. You can look me up if you want to. Yeah. And I, I love that idea. I think, I think most, for the most part that should like open the door for someone to reciprocate, you know, if if someone sends you an like an Instagram profile and you go follow it, like that was one of the reasons I liked it because I was like, oh, I can see what this person's all about because you send them that. It's like, oh, cool. I can, they follow it. I can see who this person is. Like, what kind of accounts do they follow? Do they have some crazy political view that I wouldn't agree with? Um, like that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that like opens the door without having to be like, what's your last name? Um, but yeah, like I, I think it would be if someone was evasive about like basic information. I mean, obviously, double standard, like female perspective, I would kind of like, what are we hiding here? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Right. So, okay, segue into the next topic. Yeah, I I went on a couple of dates recently. Now, obviously, no need to share details here because who knows, knock on wood. Um, But I went on a couple of dates with her and she lives in uh, Santa Monica and I live in San Francisco. Um, And um, not 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 because of her explicitly, but um, I'm moving to Santa Monica. I've like been in San Francisco for three years uh, after my divorce. I've been on the market. Now, a lot of that was COVID. So that's Mm -hmm. hard. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I would love to hear your take on this. I'm still kind of I was I was thinking about it for a long time. And then it just kind of felt like the universe was nudging me in that direction. Um, I had tried to basically I had, I'd gone to New York for a couple of months to, mm-hmm. to date just to see, because I had a matchmaker tell me like, I think you'll do better in New York. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. one way to find out I should go try. And, I, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to make that work. So I tried it and dating in New York was easier, easier for me than dating in San Francisco. I went mm-hmm. for a couple months. Um, and then I came back and New York didn't feel quite right. Um, uh, but LA isn't that far away. And so what I did is I just started like, uh, moving my, you know, yeah, the dating apps that you go to yeah. different places. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that and, uh, I just have had a lot more success dating from San Francisco to LA than I've had dating in San Francisco. And it's a really, it's been a tough one for me because, um, well, moving is hard. I have friends here that I love very much and I'm going to miss them so, so much. Um, and, you know, community here and I'm going to miss the folks at my gym um, who are all amazing. Um, but it, it's been a tough thing because like the idea of moving mm-hmm. to a better dating pool mm-hmm. feels weird to me, right? I think there's this little piece in me that wonders like maybe it's me, right? Like maybe I've just been getting lucky with dates in LA and maybe you know, wherever you go, there you are. Right. So there's a, there's a piece of me that's, that's wondering like, um, you know, is it, is it a smart thing to do? Like is rebooting my life worth it? I think 
Yeah, no, I, I think you can look at it from two ways because if you think of sometimes everything's right with the product, it's just in front of the wrong audience. Like if you think of like your ads, um, like you're going on Hulu or something, like the ads that I get are very targeted toward me. Like I'll get like the the Julie pill or something like that, or like a dating app or like liquors with you know women going out for girls' night or something. Um, you put that ad, you know, the product can be great. You put it in front of someone like my dad who has no need for it, you're not gonna sell any of your product. Like my dad can say, like, that was a nice commercial but it's not for him. Um, so sometimes it's like, it's not right. It's, you know, right product, wrong audience. So I, I think that there is a lot of truth to that. I think sometimes that can be done like at the local level too, like people that are just like, I've just been going to bars and not meeting anyone. It's like, well, you know, why not go somewhere where you're the coolest person in the room? Like if you have this cool interest or talent, like go somewhere where you can show that off. Um, and I think that applies to cities as well. Like, you know, you can look at it from the standpoint of like, you know, if you're a good snowboarder, you know, why the hell aren't you in Denver kind of thing? Like, you know, somewhere where that would be, you know, cool and celebrated and you would be happy regardless. Um, so I think that that is like an element of it. Um, I think some other things, like if you move cities for dating, like usually it's like, there's something else that attracts you to the city other than just dating. Like I would never say like, go just because of, you know, a dating pool. Um, I would say, you know, make sure there's other reasons that you're interested. And I would also say like, be like just educated about the city you choose. Like I think choosing a city that maybe is adjacent to your own. So something that's not far away. Like if you went from Dallas to Austin because you liked stand-up comedy a bit more and thought Dallas was too bougie. It's like, you know, you're only X amount of hours away or somewhere where you have family members or friends or a connection or a city you've been to for work several times. Like I think that's huge or just something where, you know, you can always kind of go back or you have, it's easier to go back if you could. Um, and it sounds like just LA it's, you know, it's still, and I think that's probably why you're having success just because I know when just as a woman, when I'd be on a dating app and would like, I didn't use Bumble or Tinder in Austin because it was just full of bachelor parties and people on work trips, like hinge, you had to like intentionally change your location. And I would get like real riled up when it would be someone who was just like, yeah, I'm just here for a bachelor party trying to meet girls. And like, I think the fact that you're so I think like the fact that you're coming from San Francisco, LA is just a big difference. Like if you were from another city being like, oh, I'm just here for work or just here for a short period of time, it would be different. So I think LA, like it's just, you, it's, there's a lot of like commute from San Francisco to LA, like on both sides too. Like the women you're talking to probably have been to San Francisco a lot. Like maybe they grew up in California. Like it's just, yeah. I think you know, when you choose a new city, like an adjacent city is like super helpful. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Knock on wood, we'll see. Um, and yeah, I do. I, I've got really amazing friends there who I'm excited to get to hang out with more. Um, and I'm, I'm very lucky. I get to. I found a spot in a really cute part of town, so I think it'll be a nice place to, nice place to, put down roots and build community oh, and do that yeah. whole thing. I love Santa Monica too. Like it'll like if I, I feel like it's like if if the gym in San Francisco is good, like it'll be better in like Santa Monica. Like and you can just like go to the beach. The weather's nice. Like I feel like it'd be great there. Time will tell. I hope you're right. Um, yeah. I guess there's not a whole lot to really chew on there. I'm just doing it. We're going to see how it's going to go. Do it. Like, I, it's not, you can always go back. I think it's a, it's an easy trip back. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, okay. One last thing that I wanted to touch on um, as we're getting, well, that would be pretty good. Um, so, okay. So your, uh, your day job, your like professional skill um, is in digital marketing. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was, I was watching, listening to our previous podcast and I think you mentioned it in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be interested to hear your take on this or if be interested to hear if you had thoughts on this, like, I think it's kind of a weird thing or 
me put it this way. I think the dating apps have had a big impact on modern dating. I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say. And I think a big part of doing well on the dating apps is, I mean, not, not like to the extent that a professional needs to do it, but to an extent you need to understand digital marketing to yes. do well on a dating app, right? Because you're basically making a tiny little web page, a tiny little online presence. A digital baseball card. A baseball card, your, yeah. Your, your rookie card, yeah. And, you know, the people who, there are people who are good at that and people, people who are, are in person that are just really good at dating apps. Yeah. And like, I wonder, like, like, I, I guess I, in a way I just want to complain, but I, I wonder if there's nuance here or advice that you have, right? Because like, the thing that always gets me is that like, I am probably going to end up with somebody who's very good at their digital baseball card, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that is not a skill that I think is going to translate into a happy relationship or or a skill that is going to help me to feel seen and, and understood by a woman, right? Like, but a part of how I might find somebody, um, assuming I don't, you know, bump into her next to the squat rack at the Santa Monica YMCA, you know, mm-hmm. but like a part of how how a lot of people find people, I should say, these days online is really dependent on on digital marketing skills. So like, I, I guess I'd just be interested to hear your thoughts on that. Like, Yeah, I would say there's there's ways to go wide and there's ways to go niche where it's like you want to appeal. And that's what's tough is like, when you think of marketing, it's like, do you want to appeal to a, everybody, which can result in you appealing to nobody? Or do you want to appeal to like a, a niche that only a few people know what this is, but they really like you? So it's like, a, it's a challenge in that way. Um, so I think first off, one challenge I think, or one obstacle that men have like, Men don't take a lot of pictures. Um, yeah. That's why I think you see so many fish pictures. When do men take pictures? When they have an accomplishment, or I guess you could quote an accomplishment. They graduate college. They take a picture with their diploma. They go and they they catch a fish. They they hunt a deer, and that's the like, take a picture of me. Other times, if I go through my phone, and I think this was two weeks ago, I went to happy hour with some friends, and my hair looks really good. You could do three scrolls, and it's just pictures of me looking really cute in the sunlight. Women, like people are like women just catfish. It's like, no, we know the right angles. Like friends yeah. are like, your arm looks kind of funny. Move it. Um, and you know, men, it's like they they all and they all have the same pictures because it's just, you know, what are what are we or it's like an awkwardly cropped thing because it's like with a group picture or something, like you don't want the picture with the ex-girlfriend in it. So I think that's a challenge men run into. And you know, what men do well, well, what men get their pictures taken a lot. Realtors, people that are actors, like models, whatever, like pictures that are very photo centric. Are those people the best partners? Are they the people that women want? I don't know. Like, you know, like, so like, yeah, realtors have a way of doing really well on dating apps just as a whole. Like they just, because they always have pictures of themselves that are in front of nice houses all the time. Like there's certain mm-hmm. like parts of life that make nice. you, yeah, it make you just do well on dating apps or you're, you know, a pilot or something, you get a picture of yourself in front of a, a what looks like a private plane. Like, and it's, it even like it, people, oh, well, you know, only really good looking people have an easy time on dating apps. It's like, no, there's very niche like professions or lifestyles that do really well on dating apps that just photograph well. Yeah. Um, so I think like what I would tell men is like your friend that has the the wife that's always got the camera out, like make sure she takes your picture. When you go to weddings, like don't let the bride hide that wedding album from you. Like go to that Facebook page. Like if you're the, if you're the best man at someone's wedding, get that picture of you giving a toast and like with the microphone in your hand, like make sure you're getting like the best pictures. Um, so I think like just that part for like men is just make sure you're getting those like good pictures of moments and what, and whatnot. Like if you have a friend who's a photographer, has a good camera, 
Um, sometimes those posed ones are a little bit forced. Like I think sometimes guys are like, Oh, I need good pictures. So they'll go and like have someone take them to a park and they'll take these posed photos. It's kind of like, I've done that. Yeah. Like though, I think those are, are like one or two of those is great, but it's like, Oh, can you get something more candid or that shows that like, you know, you have friends or around people like the, the, yeah. the best one, like a, a shot of you as a groomsman in a wedding with the suit on is just great. And yeah. of course women are picturing it as their own wedding, all that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like if you're in any pictures, like get the, get the, get the good, like I would call it the goodie bag of any event you go to is just, if someone takes professional photos of you, get those professional photos. Um, yeah, I think too, like there's a challenge of like going to, cause it's like, if you answer every question with, um, you know, where will you find you at the party or something on hinge? It's like, you know, petting the dog. Like no one hates the person that pets a dog, but do you stand out in that whole deck of baseball cards? If you have the same answer as everyone else, or if you have the super niche, like, you know, what I like to do on the weekend, it's a very specific stand-up comedian and a woman who hasn't come across a guy with the same interests as her sees that. And she goes, Holy shit, I have to talk to this person. Like, what's the right move? Like it's appealing to like that everybody and nobody at the same time kind of thing. I okay. I, I want to pull on that thread a little bit. Um, did you okay? There was a podcast recently called, or, or there's a podcast called "The Land of the Giants," and it's all about like the technology titans. Mm-hmm. It's a very like tech centered mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but the most recent season was about dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume you didn't catch it. I did not, but it sounds interesting. I got to listen to it. I, I, I mean, I bet you get a lot out of it. Um, there's not going to be too much in there that's <laughs> surprising to you, but. Um, one of the things they talked about and something you just said, let me think of this. One of the things they talked about was, um, uh, and, and it frustrated me a little bit that they didn't get into like how the apps are a little bit different for men and women. They like flirted around it, but they never really got into it. But they started talking about this, this idea that like, you know, digital marketing is a, is a part of, uh, uh, online dating. Maybe they didn't phrase it exactly like that, but one of the people that they had on or one of the guests that they interviewed was a guy who actually made his profile as generic as possible mm-hmm. to get as many matches as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is fascinating. And I've never, I've never tried that. Um, but it, it kind of tracks. Um, and, and like, w- which is to say like, it's, it's going like, like it, it, I, I thought of it because you were saying like you want to make it more specific. You want to be the card that sticks out. And I think that's mm-hmm. right. What was interesting to me about the podcast was they were saying like there are men who are trying to get as many matches as possible. And this kind of goes to your the thing that you talked about. Like do you want a broad appeal or do you want a narrow appeal? Yeah, because there's also the challenge. Once you get that match, like do you just – if you just want matches, that's one thing. But if you right. have the exact same profile as everybody else, yeah, you got the match. But then you just say hi and she's got a deck of cards this tall. Like you know, is she, she going to be excited to talk to you? Like because sometimes it's like if someone likes you, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're cute. I'll take the like. But then the person that likes the same obscure band as you, it's like – Where'd he go? Like, I got to talk to him. So yeah. Some, at the same time, the match gets you in the door. So it's like that kind of fine line. It's like finding that mixed bag of like showing yourself off and like kind of having that niche interest without losing people that, um, you know, maybe don't know what you're, that, that might have somewhat similar interests as you, but, you know, not as catered. Because I think it's like if someone says, hey, I like stand-up comedy, like, and you like stand-up comedy, you know, like it's like, oh, cool, we have a similar interest. But if someone likes the same random, obscure stand-up comedian that you like, it's like, I gotta find that person. Nobody else likes this person. But yeah, you wouldn't necessarily want to, you know, miss out on the person that just you like stand-up comedy in general, and maybe would like the person that you like. Um, but you're more excited to talk to the person that you know, has that same niche interest. 
Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think that gets a lot of things, right? I, th- I think there is a trap in online dating mm-hmm. where you start to think of it as social media. You start to think of it as Instagram, where mm-hmm. if you get a bunch of likes on a post, you feel really good about yourself because like, oh, cool, this picture of me deadlifting mm-hmm. some weight or whatever got some got more likes than my posts usually get. And I get to feel mm-hmm. good about that because that means some like random strangers, like Instagram showed them my stupid weightlifting thing and they're like, click, right? And mm-hmm. that feels good in a way. But like, I think that shouldn't be what I'm doing on a dating app because what I want to do on a dating app is not have people I'll never meet on the internet click like on me. Mm-hmm. I want to meet someone who I'm going to meet in the real world and I have a mm-hmm. chance to, if I'm lucky, actually forge a connection. Mm-hmm. And if I'm super lucky, spend the next 55 years with them, you know? Exactly. And I think dating apps are great when they're used almost like as a tool, almost like if you remember the Craigslist misconnections back in the day, like the person that you could have if you had bumped into them somewhere, like you would have hit it off, but you just, it didn't happen. So now here's your chance kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, well, all right. We've been, we've been blabbing for an hour here. Is there anything else you wanted to, to chat about or anything else top of your mind? Oh, I think those were the big ones. Like, yeah, digital footprint. How do you meet people in ways, like ways that aren't dating apps or make the dating app seem more human? I think those are kind of like, I would say some big topics right now and just, yeah, using that digital footprint to your advantage versus scaring people away, I would say. But I think ultimately, like, um, you know, if you have something that you think maybe would turn off some people like, oh, you know, I have a podcast or something, I would say like lean into things and own it, maybe find an elevator pitch for yourself. Because that was something I sort of did where I was just like, shoot, like, I don't want to be seen as one of those girls that goes on dates and like tells a recap story. Like I never did do that. But it was kind of like, shit, is this going to make things harder for myself? Um, So I kind of had like this script in the back of my head where it was like, no, I don't do this, don't do that. But I also was like, you need to know this up front because I don't want to get invested in something that like goes that, you know, you find out later and then I get, you know, bummed out. Um, Yeah. So I think kind of being unapologetically yourself about it, like selling it and then also just considering there's some people that you are almost too attracted to that, um, you know, that like almost like want a personality um, like a media personality type where it's like, oh, like they know more about you than you know about them kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Charlotte, um, your TikTok is welcome to the peasant party. Um, is there anywhere else online that people should go to find you or is it just TikTok? Um, primarily just TikTok. So um, there, I think there's a link tree in there. There is like an Instagram that's attached to it, but it's everything that's just on TikTok. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, listen, I, I really do mean it. I, I always have a good time talking to you about this stuff. Um, anytime you want to, you got something to talk about and you want to come on here and talk about it for an hour, um, you just let me know. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. This has been awesome. Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, everybody go check out Welcome to the Peasant Party on TikTok. And uh, yeah, until next time, uh, we, I, yeah, that's the podcast. That's what we got. <laughs> Woo. Go us.